the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Abraham Lincoln warned that the philosophy of the schoolroom in one generation will be the philosophy of government in the next. Would you like to know what's being taught in today's classrooms? Welcome to Say What? with attorney Mark Schneider and Pastor George Roska Jr. They'll explore the issues facing children, parents, and society as a result of the public schools and the forces behind them. Say What? is the radio program of Protect Our Kids, which seeks to inform and equip concerned citizens about the looming crisis in American education. So listen in as your hosts, Mark Schneider and George Roska Jr., unpack the issues and organizations affecting our children. And now here's your hosts, Mark Schneider and George Roska Jr. Hello everyone, I'm George Roska. And we want to welcome you to today's episode 87 of Say What, where we talk about the threats to our children in the public school system, including the long history of increasingly progressive laws harming our children and society. That's very sad. Very sad. It's not only sad, but it tends to repeat itself in election cycle after election cycle, including the most recent one that happened just a number of weeks ago. So, guess how many registered voters there are in California? What would be your guess? Well, I know the population's around 39 million, so I would say half should be voters. Republicans. So that's 24%. 
And, you know, if history serves George, if convention serves, Republicans tend to be conservative. Mm-hmm. That's why they are, are part of the Republican Party. Well, if you look at the results in this most recent election, um, they're, they're pretty sobering, actually. So let's start with the governor's race. So, Gavin Newsom, the Democratic candidate, defeated the Republican Brian Dahl by a 58 to 42% margin. Now, that may not be that surprising given California's composition, and it's definitely a blue state. But out of over 5 million registered Republicans, only 2.2 million votes were cast for the Republican Dahl. So, the question becomes, where were the other almost 3 million Republican registered voters? Wow. What happened to them? Where were they? Why didn't they show up? The same thing happened in the U.S. Senate race. Alex Padilla, a Democrat, defeated the Republican Mark Mauser by a 60 to 40 percent margin. Once again, only 2.2 million votes were cast for Mauser, according to the Secretary of State's website. Same question, where were the other 3 million Republican voters? What were they doing? Why didn't they show up on polling day? It's so much easier to vote these days, isn't it? Not completely agree with the process anymore. You can mail in your ballots. Yeah. Easy. But they, they just failed to show up. And the most concern, George, is Proposition 1, the Make California an Abortion Sanctuary State Law. This actually amended the California Constitution. But it wasn't up to our state legislatures to do whatever they want. This was a bill positioned directly to the voters of California so they could decide for themselves if this was something that they wanted to do. Only three, the proposition carried, by the way, by a 67 to 33% margin. Only 3 million votes were cast against it. So again, of the over 5 million registered Republicans, where were the other 2.28 million voters? And that's just assuming that all the 3 million were Republican, which is as a conservative way to look at it. Yeah, it seems that they actually voted, yeah. you know, according to the party platform, but people cross over all yeah. the time, and so, you know, this is the best case. Correct. So this is really, uh, this is really telling. Um, state Senate and Assembly races showed similar voting percentages, and these voting percentage results are unfortunately similar to that mark what was the actual the voter turnout this time around do, do you know that percentage okay but it was low I mean it's always fairly low even in the state of California but here's the big conclusion George we the people are consistently voting for ungodly policies were not voting at all. And this has been true for decades. And we're going to take some time looking at some California legislation. We've talked about this in our conferences and speaking engagements, and, uh, but we haven't done it on this radio program. It's probably good that we do it. Just to give our listeners uh, some insight as to what their votes have been going for. 
California split blue at around 1992, and it's never looked back. And as a result of that, we have a 20-plus year history of child-learning, sexual orientation, gender identity laws passed by state legislatures. People who are elected by the people, right? Yeah. It's a constitutional republic. So we thought it would be interesting to look some of these going all the way back to 1999. We're going to look at all of them, but just to take some highlights. So, Gray Davis, Democrat, um, he uh, was presiding when AB 537 was passed, which permitted teachers and students to openly proclaim and display their sexual orientation preferences. Now, today, we don't think any of that. You know, we, in fact, we celebrate sexual orientation and gender identity differences. But back in 1999, this was quite controversial. Uh, this is a huge step that happened quietly. The people didn't vote on this themselves. It was done by the California State Legislature. And then you think that, well, this is just a democratic policy thing. But that's not, that's not really true. Oh my. Uh, governor, the governor uh, ended up redefining gender to include one's perceived identity, appearance, or behavior, whether or not that identity, appearance, or behavior is different from that traditionally associated with a person's sex at birth. So this brings into now the title into the education code. Uh, new words, right? Because we've been talking about the war of words and how the left continues to change. We now bring in the word gender, the word identity, and an interesting phrase, sex assigned at birth. Yes. Um, that takes us up to uh, Senate Bill 777, Arnold Schwarzenegger was still presiding, which mandated that we teach gender as a matter of choice, prohibits all public school instruction and every school activity from promoting, or a, promoting a discriminatory bias against one's preferred gender. So that's still a long, long time ago. And here we, we have a Senate Bill 543 that was passed in 2010, where school staff can now remove children aged 12 and up from schools and take them off campus for problem sexual counseling sessions and get them without parental permission and involvement. Say what? Wow. Twelve years ago. Wow. And unfortunately, moving up the, the, the timeline, um, it, just gets, it just gets worse. You remember it's before you. Yes. Fair Education Act. Um, and this one mandated that children from kindergarten through 12th grade uh, in all instruction in social sciences admire the role and contributions of LGBT uh, Americans and you know, there's there's only one small silver lining about this one because when it got passed, we were still trying to come out of the Great Recession. So it didn't really start its implementation process until we started hearing about AB 329 much later in, in the game. So 
uh, parents were able to, well, parents had to now kind of um, have a multi-pronged approach on, you know, defeating not just comprehensive sexuality education, but now also this Fair Education Act. Yeah, this one, now the, the other ones that were passed prior to this, they were done sort of fairly quietly. I mean, it, it didn't make a lot of news. People were aware of this. But this one did. You know, Californians were on notice that these kinds of policies now were being legislated into our school system by a very progressive state legislature. And yet, George, as we're going to see now as we move up the timeline, Deeply elected progressives, election cycle after election cycle, mainly because conservatives just start showing up at the polls. Let's go up to 2013, Assembly Bill 1266, the infamous bathroom bill. So this one required that all K 12 public schools uh, are now. Are permitting biological boys in girls' restrooms, showers, clubs, and sports teams, and biological girls in boys' restrooms, showers, clubs, and sports teams. This was a big deal at the time it was passed. So, Mark, you know, this is a shame on me moment because I didn't know about this until 2018. I started reading for the first time the parent handbook that was sent home, you know, from my children's school. And that's when I started to see the language surrounding bathrooms. And that's when I started to dig into like what law permits that. And that's when I, I discovered this law. I was shocked. I was shocked. I was like, where was I five years ago that I didn't know about this? as a responsible parent should, and you educated yourself and found out about it, and the rest of uh, your legacy in finding these kinds of things, George, is is self-evident. Unfortunately, most parents have not taken the time to read the handbooks, but well, they should. But what really happened in 2015? This is when the California Healthy Youth Act, their their euphemism, um, came into play, which required comprehensive sexuality education uh, to be taught K through twelve, shall be seventh through twelfth, but maybe K through sixth. Yeah, and this is what led um, finally to the creation of the Ministry of Youth Yeah, I confess that I wasn't really aware of the depth of depravity in this law and what it would do to our children. And it wasn't until a number of years later that it started to roll out aggressively in the public school system. And you and I and others realized that we've got to do something about that. Ergo, protect the kids with reform. But this is a bill that allows radical sex and gender theory to be advanced in our K-12 public school system. And while it's mandatory in middle school and in high school, uh, elementary schools still, still have discretion on whether or not they're going to roll this out. But unfortunately, we do not have those men That's already in their library books. It's in the books on the shelf in the classroom. That The ideology is spread all throughout. It's everywhere. 
Yeah, and, and there are, you know, parents all across the country who are catching on to this, and there is a good, I would say, uh, strategy for trying to repeal those obscenity laws that yeah. give exemption to the education sphere. into biological, you know, uh, illusions. The Menstrual Equity Act places tampons and menstrual products in boys' bathrooms because, well, males can menstruate nowadays. Sanctuary state, as well as the gender-affirming care, sanctuary state, 
and every one of these laws has been passed by the people chosen representatives. Mark, real quick, if the Supreme Court finds that life does start at inception and that life is protected under the 14th Amendment, would that nullify Prop 1 for California and for any other state that tries to pass a state constitution? Okay. Yes. And it reminds me of a scripture in Psalm 94. Now, let me just quote this. Can wicked rulers be allied with you? You mean those of you who still uh, regard godly principles and, and the Lord of the universe. Can wicked rulers be allied with you? Those who pray injustice by statute, which means a lot less. They band together against the life of the righteous and condemn the innocent of death. And in Georgia and California, because Republicans refuse to show up the Germans are refusing to show up in the polls, we are allying themselves against those who bring injustice by statute. That's exactly what we're doing. Yeah, our inaction is, is, you know, we're paying a steep price for it. We really are. And this brings up another point. In Article 4, uh, Section 4 of the Constitution, we read that the United States shall guarantee to every state in this union a military form of government. What's the difference between a republic and a democracy? Well, Thomas Jefferson famously said, a democracy is nothing more than mob rule. This is definitely the time when we really need to look ourselves in the mirror and do everything we can to come back. Uh, Hopefully 2024, uh, people will uh, wake up by then and... um, you know, we're we're trying to do as as best as we can at POK to inform people on the issues, especially the critical issues that impact education. So, uh, to our listeners, please continue to sharing our website, visit our website, share it on your social media channels, www.protectourkidsnow.org. Uh, download and share our our brochures, watch and share our videos. Uh, we published a how to start a private school guide. Uh, share that with your pastors or elders at your church. Um, also, on the very front page of our website, we have a request a speaker button. 
Um, Mark and I will be more than happy to come out to wherever you want us to speak, your church, your parent group, uh, another kind of citizens group that you have going on. Uh, we've been doing speaking engagements for the last uh, four years now, uh, pretty much a- anywhere we are called, uh, all across America. So this isn't just in California. Uh, but one last button we want to remind you of is our donate button. And this is important because uh, we really rely on our donors to do this and to accomplish our mission. However, our donor revenue is unpredictable. So that's why we're inviting you to join our Guardian Angels program by making a recurring monthly donation. This will help us to help more parents get their kids out of public schools. So please uh, go to our website, protectourkidsnow.org backslash guardian angel, or just hit the donate button. Uh, Thank you very much for partnering with us. Until next time. You've been listening to Say What? The radio ministry of Protect Our Kids, where they seek to inform and equip concerned citizens about the crisis in American public education and the forces working against our children. Join us at this same time every Saturday as attorney Mark Schneider and Pastor George Roska Jr. unpack the issues so that we can better safeguard our nation's children. For more information about this program or Protect Our Kids, email the show at info at protectourkidsnow.org. That's info at protectourkidsnow.org. And join Mark and George right here next week at this same time for another episode of Say What? Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.